Hey, welcome back to Tuesday Take, where we sit down and take a deeper look into this week's teaching. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Take. I'm sitting here with Pastor James. How are you, man? I'm great. I'm great, Shane. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great, man. I'll Good, be happy man. I'm glad this, you're great, too. Man, that's so sweet. I'll be happy if this pollen is washed away forever by the rain. Has pollen been messing you up? Has it ever? I, I, every year, though. I mean, honestly. Mm. so It's like the meme, oh, you know. <laughs> COVID doesn't take us out. The pollen will. The pollen will. Um, today is unofficially sponsored by... Um, LaCroix. LaCroix. Which flavor did you get? I got pample mousse. I got gotcha. you. I got lime. Pamplemousse, parentheses, grapefruit. Did, you know, I thought they used to do more of that flavor yeah. and less of the other ones, but they must have switched it. Yeah. Now they, I don't understand. It's kind of sorry. It. Yeah, I'm not happy. Yeah, also, I may have to write Sam's a letter. Sorry, I took three Pamplemousse for this big old thing. Did so you really? I really did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Today's brought to you by LaCroix. Almost taste what you're drinking. <laughs> I love it. I think I, it's yeah, great. Yeah, me too, man. I'm all about it. Did you have a good morning this morning, man? I did. That's got, good. Got, got Piper to school. Got a breakfast burrito. Man. And now I'm just hanging out with you. Was it a coffee bean breakfast burrito? It was. It Those was. Those are chef's they kiss. They are. I love uh, Chick-fil-A's breakfast burritos. But for some reason, Monday, we went to drop Chapel off at school. And I was like, hey, let's run by Chick-fil-A and get a burrito. And they didn't have them. Like, had everything else, but they just... I don't know if they just chose not to sell them that day. That's really They didn't weird. have, like, shipment didn't come in of the tortillas. Anyway. Monday evening, me and Kelly called uh, Gene Cox and was like, hey, because they had, like, a thing for crawfish we stopped at the other day. And so it was like, oh, well, you know, that's a more of a local, smaller-known place. I guess not really smaller-known, but, like, we were like, hey, we'll get it from them. And Kelly called, and they were like, hey, uh, we hope to have crawfish Wednesday. But it was like, oh, okay, well, then we just called Crawfish City. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt your pain on Monday of not yeah. having what but, you wanted. Yeah. But I ended up getting it from another place. So. <laughs> I didn't end up getting it. So <laughs> you just went, you should have went home and made one. Man. Well, I got a, I got a biscuit from there. So I mean, it was fine. That's also good. Sausage biscuit with cheese? Yes. It's your go to. It's your go to. With strawberry jelly. Exactly. I was going to say great, but now I know for the future. Strawberry. It's yeah. documented forever. Yep. Colby Jack cheese. Really? Mm-hmm. I just thought you got a piece of, like, just American cheese on there, man. Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah. I'm doing this new thing where I'm trying to drink a lot of water. That's good. I don't like it. Mm. I don't like it at all. But, anyway, <laughs> jumping into some questions from this past Sunday, we saw that God is able to use small, insignificant things and grow them into something significant. Obviously, we see that as a biblical truth. We saw that Sunday, but I think it's hard to remember that in difficult times because culture and the world around us tells us something completely different. So how do we get to a place where we're operating that that God uses small and significant things and maybe not the things in big flashing lights or whatever, and, and he grows them rather than them growing themselves? Right. Yeah, so I think a lot of it, like you said, is is probably our world. You know, I mean, just everything we think about, you know, you have to have lots of people, big following. You feel like you have to do, you know, um, I know somebody said in our home group, which I thought was good, is that, you know, when you really think about life, life is made up of, like, small moments, you know. And so usually we always think about, oh, I want to do really good in the big moments. And that's a good thing, but 
life's more made up of the smaller things. And so it's this probably, I would say, flipping our mentality to think through this idea of success and that kind of thing, of whether it's ministry, family, you know, whatever we're doing for the Lord, work, you know, working for the Lord, whatever it is. It's probably flipping the script and realizing, okay, success is about being faithful, uh, faithful and fruitful in what God's called us to do. And so it's maybe flipping the script in all of our minds of, okay, um, God's just called me to be faithful. You know, God's called me to be faithful to do what he's called me to do. Um, and then understand he's going to be the one that grows it. He's the one that's going to do the work. You know, we just got to be faithful to do what God's called us to do. And so it's probably flipping our mentality um, from probably a worldly mentality or what we think is, you know, and, you know, if you think about it, I mean, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, TikTok, whatever it is, is it usually most people film or take pictures of. It's all their highlights. You know, it's not – it is the big moments. And so sometimes you can begin to think your life is only made up of these big things when uh, it's not always that case. So anyway, I I think, you know, somewhere to start is probably flipping flipping our mentality on – Obviously, doing what God had said and realizing the small moments, being faithful in the small things. A little, of course, he. That's another thing he talks about. It's like if you're not faithful in the little, I mean, mm-hmm. how are you gonna be faithful in the big things? And so, um, I think it's just realizing God's faithfulness, being faithful to what God's called us. You know, that's what success looks like. Yeah, growing up, um, I'm the son of a music minister, and so like a lot of these times, I think of songs. And uh, there's one that the Gaithers wrote. It's called Little Is Much. I don't know if you ever sang it. You probably did. I've never sang that. <laughs> you may have. Just just wait for the course. Um, no, but the course just says, Little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame. There's a crown and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. And the whole thing is basically like. I haven't like, sung that. Wow. It's a good line, but I haven't, I wow. haven't sung that. How have you never? Anyway. like, But the whole thing is like, hey, like the master is calling you into the, to the fields to work. That's a harvest. And like, you know, basically like that reminder of like, Hey, like you don't have to be all of these things. Like you, and even like, I think that seeing people who are just solely doing things based upon themselves, man, like I know me, like anytime I've tried to do that, like there comes a point where I just kind of shut down and it's not good for the people around me. Yeah. And so I think I think remembering that too, operating from that place of like if I try to do this in my own strength, it's not going to be good. Yeah, and I think there's some level too of maybe you know we we come at this as like almost kind of selfish of like maybe the way we feel about it or you know because that's some sometimes you feel like okay well that I didn't feel like that was very significant. Well, just because we feel that way doesn't mean it wasn't significant, you know. And mm-hmm. so I think sometimes we can or you know i guess believe the lie of the enemy that well i mean i'm just some ordinary person i really can't make that big of a difference for the kingdom of god um and yet that's not true you know i mean i was thinking i didn't say it sunday but thinking about like how like how do people come to come into the kingdom once one by one so i mean it's just one i mean you know i mean and so sometimes we think it's just but i mean everybody being faithful to do their part and also thinking through you know we talked about in our home group too even thinking of what first corinthians uh, 12 Ephesians 4 talks about it you know is that everyone has a role to play in the church you know and I think Ephesians 4 says you know when everyone is like the church is built up when everyone is working properly and what they've been called to do so it's like we need everybody all hands on deck to be faithful in what God's calling you to do what God's gifted you to do 
um, in all of us. And so when we do that, what what may seem insignificant to all of us actually builds into something significant when we put it all together. Um, and so I think that's a good kind of reminder for us, yeah. hopefully. You were, earlier you were talking, there's a song my dad used to sing, going back to my dad, uh, he used to sing called Thank You. Um, Thank you for giving to the Lord. That's the, that's the one. Okay, you've heard this one. Okay, I good. Heard, I heard that one. Good. But like the whole thing is like basically like <laughs> these guys go to heaven. They dream. One guy dreams they went to heaven. Um, friend, you may not know me now, all this kind of stuff. You used to teach my Sunday school when I was only eight. Every week you'd say a prayer before class would start. One day when you said that prayer, I asked Jesus in my heart. And then like he talks later about how like a missionary came to your church. His pictures made you cry. You didn't have much money, but you gave it anyway. And Jesus took that gift you gave, and that's why I'm in heaven today. Like I think – Obviously, that's a a song, a rendition, or whatever. But like, I think that's another thing too. Is like, I'm I'm not called to do what you do. You're really good at what you do. Me, I'm not called to do that part. But like, you do it well. Like, we're all different parts of the body. We're called to do things that we are yeah. gifted in. And so, I think that's just do your gifting well. I think that do it faithfully, and it doesn't matter if you're not known. Like. I think of uh, – he spoke at the convention, Louisiana Bass Convention. And I keep – I always want to say Cal Ripken Jr., but it's not Cal Ripken Jr. Oh, um, Nick Ripken? Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's his alias. <laughs> yeah, the so, Iron Man was his alias. Yeah. Um, but, no, like his story is a big story. But, like, you know, obviously he was a missionary overseas. A lot of things happened. But, like, I think that he would still be faithful to do what he was doing, even if it was like, hey, have you heard of Nick, Rip- Nick Ripken? No, I've never heard of him. Like, he would be faithful to do what God called him to do. And I think, that, I don't know, he's he's an example I always think of, of, like, just do what God has called you to do. We, yep. we, uh, we both took a, a water break at the same time. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, your first application point was be about the mission, kind of coming off of that. Um, what are some ways that we can be missional in our everyday lives with the people around us? Um, I think ways we can be, I'm trying to think through it. I think one of the things we can do is obviously we can be encouraging to each other. We can, um, I was thinking somewhat of like we could do, I was thinking about like asking people and like talking to people of like, are you, um, like checking on like, how are you doing? Like checking on like people on their life, you know, ask like, you know, because I think sometimes we can just float through life and not realize, you know, because I was thinking of, you know, some application of, like, don't lose heart, all those kind of things of, like, are we – sometimes we lose heart, but we don't know. Like, we're not telling people we are. You know what I mean? And so, like – Yeah. And so sometimes maybe the ways we can practically encourage people and help people is to check on people, call people, ask questions to people, you know, really, like, press into people, you know? Yeah. Um, because – I don't know. I think all of us at different points in different life, all of us experience discouragement. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think why we need accountability and why we need people in our life is because I think, like, usually we're not all discouraged at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think there's a level of, um, like, as we're to, like, that's why we're called to do life together, community, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so. Accountability is important, obviously. And so, like, one of the things we talk about in our home group, pushing missionally, like, with people around us is, like, I talked to a buddy of mine the other night. Um, 
uh, he was basically saying like they they're doing a home group in their home. He he goes to a different church, but like accountability has pushed him to really reach out to a guy who doesn't want anything to do with church. Um, been inviting the guy to his home group for like a year, and guy just was like, "No, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I don't want to come. I don't want to come. I'm fine." Um, basically, started off inviting him to church. I was like, "No, nah, I don't want to do that." Then started moving to like, "Well, hey, you know, we meet in our home. Do you want to come?" He, "No, nah, I'm good." Then finally one day the guy came, ended up coming to know the Lord. They baptized him in a horse trough. It was like a big deal. And so I think accountability will push us. Like if we talked about that in home group uh, Sunday night of like if I'm holding Dwayne, Dwayne leads my home group. If I'm asking him like, hey, within your job, how are you living missionally to the people around you? Like that's going to spur him forward to do things. That's going to spur me forward to do things. I think one of the things that I struggle with at times is like, I hope all my coworkers are Christians. Like that would be really good if they that were. Would be good. I think they are. <laughs> There's one we're praying. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but like, I struggle sometimes of like, you know, like Kelly. Kelly's a school teacher. There's obviously. I thought you were saying you you you're, you you don't know where Kelly stands. I was <laughs> no. like, oh, I got gotcha. you. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. I got gotcha. you. But well, like, <clears throat> Kelly working in the school system is like okay. Well, then she probably works with people who aren't. And so like, for the longest time, like in churches, I've seen pastors preach like you got to be missional you got to have accountability to push you to be missional you got to do all these things but they weren't really like outside of church like on Sunday mornings or anything like that and so I know for you one of the things that changed my thinking on all of that I, I don't I'm not saying that like I just was like yeah cool I'm just missional on Sundays and the week doesn't matter but like we've had conversations about how like when you go places you just have conversations with people and the Lord lays people on your heart and you'll go back and you live missionally through that and I think in a way you telling people is also pulling in for accountability of like, hey, I you know met this dude at Walgreens and he works there and it's right around the corner, so I go and talk to him sometimes. Like that I don't know, it just it it opens up a door for accountability, I think. And then but it also shows like, hey, you can live missionally and not have to take, you know, a week off of work, go to Cambodia and do all these things. Like your neighbors probably need to know Jesus. They probably yeah. they may or they may not know Jesus. So yeah. Like, it's your job to do that. Yeah. So, do you have any additional thoughts? I agree with all that, man. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I agree with all that. Well, now. Because I think we, cause, oh, yeah, well. <laughs> not nah, Well, I think because, like what you're saying, I mean, I think we, I mean, we probably have a tendency to be on coast mode in our life. And so, to have community around us, whether that's with discouragement, whether that's to be missional, all, you know, any anywhere in between, I think that's why we need people pushing us, you know, reminding us. Yeah. Because, you know, on our own, we do have a tendency to to be lazy, to coast, to, you know, to be settled into a routine. And sometimes we need people to remind us. I mean, we all, you know, there are times where I was at a pastor's retreat, you know, a month or two ago. And to hear then some things that they were doing, I was like, okay, well, I need, you know, they encourage me in ways. So, yeah. like, okay, I need to press into this way more, you know, so. Well, man, moving on to our last question of the day, the Know Your Pastor portion of the podcast if you could go back in time to 15-year-old James and give him some advice, what would it be? Getting deep today, man. Hey, man. <laughs> um, 15-year-old James. If you can go back like five years ago <laughs> to the 15-year-old James. <laughs> that was a year young joke. I'm sorry. It just... Um, 
well, I guess in some ways I don't know if, like, because then I was thinking about the butterfly effect, you know, I don't know if that would work. I was thinking more of, like, don't waste your time on all these other girls. You're going to marry the girl that is in class with you named Kirsten. But then if I said that to 15-year-old James, that may throw everything off. So, yeah. But I was thinking like if you could just give some practical <laughs> advice, let's just let's just throw practical in there. That's what I was trying to. Um, I think I would, I would tell James, um, and not that it's been perfect. I I think I'd tell him like it's worth it. It's worth it to follow Jesus. It's worth it to uh, live for Him. And so whatever, at fifteen years old, whatever you're gonna walk through with friends, whatever, just remind him it's gonna be worth it. It's good. Some. It's good, man. That's what I tell Just him. Living out that Brad Paisley song. Which one? Write a letter to me. You remember that one? No, I don't. Wow. I don't remember that I'm, one. I'm, a, I'm one for three on songs you know today. Those are kind of obscure songs, though. I mean, <laughs> that Gaither song that, I mean. Yeah, it was, a, I, I guarantee you. I, okay, look. Hey, if you've ever heard Little Is Much. Please text me. Call the church office and let us know. You're going to get like one text. Come dude. find us Sunday. You're going to get I one text. I we'll get more. <laughs> Especially if I say, I'm not going to sing it right now. Come find me and I'll sing it for you. But, um, yeah, I think it's good advice. It's worth it. You want to make a bet right in here? Wow. No, no, I'm not a betting man, man. <laughs> Scripture goes against that. Wow. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> we can go breakfast one morning at Chick-fil-A. I'll get you what you want and you give me what you want. And uh, let's say over under three. Wow. It's wagering. So you, and uh, let me just say this, too. If if somebody's on this call and you haven't heard it, you can't text and lie to Shane. That doesn't work. But also, if you do know the song, you also can't <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. text Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, if you know it, you can definitely text Shane. Yeah, but you can't text and be like, nope, never heard that. Get James that sausage biscuit. <laughs> I want a burrito. <laughs> well, man, uh, good songs. Check them out. We'll, we'll listen to them today. When we go get food. Um, man, thanks for taking some time to, to sit down. I think that this week was a little different because it does go against culture so much to say, like, hey, you're, you, one, you're not a big deal. And two, you don't think, you don't need to think that you have to be a big deal. Like, God is faithful to work, God is faithful yeah. to do your shirt. And so, well, man, thanks for taking some time to sit down with us. And thank you for listening to another episode of Tuesday Take.